This is Adventist World Radio Ghana, Voice of Hope. Hello, wonderful listener, and welcome to another edition of A Healthy You. Last week we started a discussion on water, and we are continuing the discussion today. And God being so good, we are still blessed to have with us our naturopathic doctor, Dr. Maurice Mensah. And Doc, thank you for your time. It's a pleasure here. <laughs> and thank you also, my wonderful listener, for your time. And I am your regular host, Edu Ejei Boahe. And today we are going to continue from where we left off last week on water. And the last part, if you didn't get anything at all from last week, is that stick to the natural water that we have. All this advertisement about mineral water and whatever water, stick to the natural one that we have. All right, so Doc, let's continue from from what we left off last week. So we've discussed that part already. Now let's look about let's look at um, um, babies, children. There's there's this um, 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 notion, or if I should say, um, advice by a lot of medical practitioners that, especially those in the ops and gynecology sector, that when you have a baby. For the first six months, the baby should not drink any water, but should just have um, the breast milk for that six months. Then, beyond that point, the baby can drink water. Is this um, vital? Is it healthy for the for the for the baby for to go six months without water? It's one thing that really troubles me, yeah. and when I think through, I become very sad. Yeah. I don't know how we study. Probably it's because what we are studying and where we are studying from. It's unimaginable to ever think that a human being should not take water at a particular point in time. That is never possible. Throughout all our lives, existing as human beings, it's only when you are dead. It's only a dead body who cannot drink water. But from the day you are born till you die, you need water. Let me tell you this. Water, nothing can replace water. I still think and I don't understand why there is no reasonable theory that has come out conclusively that children, I mean, newborn babies, don't need water. No, I've been listening to a lot of fallacies which are purely unscientific. And those are so-called sciences. So where did it come from? Where did this whole idea of kids must, or, or babies must stay six months without water, where did it originate from? I believe it's an agenda okay. to push people into unhealthy states of life. Wow. That is what they've, they've been doing for quite a number of years now. Promoting deadly foods. Hmm. Promoting bad theories against our own selves. How on earth should you restrain a newborn baby from taking this blessed mineral? This blessed liquid from above. 
that you should have been taken from ever right from the beginning when you were born. I'm crying for the children who are born and are not taking water. I cry for their future. They are not building any good foundation. You know, people see this topic as very, very crucial. Mm -hmm. And they see it to be very complex. It is not complex, my dear. It is only common sense and with logical reasoning you can be able to judge and judge right. Have you ever been thirsty and you took any soft drink, any fruit juice, and you were able to quench your thirst? Never. Do you know what they've been saying? Oh, the breast milk has water already. But who said it doesn't have water? <laughs> the water we are drinking is not the same as breast milk water. Definitely. Watermelon has water. Yeah. Pineapple has water. Soft minerals, soft drinks has water in them. A lot of other foods, cucumbers, has water in them. With our own system, this flesh has water. Even our nails, even our nails, has water. And we still drink. But we still drink water. Nothing can ever replace water. When you are thirsty, it's a peculiar feeling. That calls for and demands for a specific kind of liquid alone. And that is water. When you're taking breast milk, you are not drinking water, for God's sake. We are sick and tired of all those things in the system. Hmm. And um, I become so perplexed when you see so-called learned men known as scientists in the system who are promoting this propaganda. It saddens my heart. I know what water can do in the human system. As soon as a child is born, he or she needs water. Cells has to be built. Tissues and organs. I know the reactions that will start going on in the system of this uh, innocent child this innocent baby needs water to survive to a certain extent and this child is deprived for about six months not to take in water what is wrong with us so such 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 um, babies who are deprived of water for this long what what are some of the of the dangers that they face it has serious effect on their health okay and it starts coming when they are growing. Okay. Whatever we do from the basics of the unborn children, I mean the newborn babies, those very things build the foundation of their health into the future. Okay. I you start eating something today and will probably the repercussion might be felt five years ahead. So it happens in uh, everyone's life. As they are devoid of not taking water for a particular point of time to that end, certainly it will affect them. It will. When they are born newly into the system, the formation and the makeup and the fabrics of 
their system solely depends on certain things that they need. And water is part of those things. Okay. At least if you are going exclusive, it should be water and breast milk. And you make sure the water is clean, that's all. And the water is purified. How on earth should one ever understand and believe that it will get to a certain point in time in human history? I'm talking about human beings, not animal history. Within the human kingdom, whereby we will adhere to such a council that children, newborn babies, should be deprived of water till their six months. What the hell is wrong with us? That is unbearable. It's unacceptable. This is not science. All right. It is baseless. I'm very serious about this issue because I know the repercussion these innocent children are going to face ahead of them. Okay. We should never tolerate this. All right. Whosoever tells you that your newborn baby shouldn't be given water. Try, try to educate them. They are highly ignorant, I tell you. They know nothing. Okay. When it comes to infants, nutrition, and water, there's nothing they know. There are certain minerals in the water. No matter what you do, it will never be found, be found in the breast milk. You need it in the water. And the kind of satiety that you need, that very baby needs, it takes only water. All right. So, um, for you out there, maybe you've been believing or you've heard, not from just anyone else, but from a certified practitioner, medical practitioner, that you should not give your baby water. Dr. Morris Mensah, our resource personnel and naturopathic doctor, is telling us today that disregard that counsel. It is falsehood, it's a fallacy, and it's going to lead to a lot of health implications for your newborn child. So disregard it and start giving them clean water from birth. And you're going to see a lot of good manifestations about the baby's health compared to other babies who go um, without water. Thank you very much, Doc, for that point. Now let's move on to, to um, um, the issue about water, drinking, and some say that you must drink water early in the morning as soon as you wake up make sure you get a glass of water in before you even think about food or anything else. Some say before you sleep, get a glass. No matter how much you've drunk during the day, before you sleep, get a glass. Some say when it is the sun is scorching high in the afternoon, make sure you drink a lot. Is there a particular time of the day where we should be drinking a lot of water? And also, this um, early morning drinking and late night drinking, is it beneficial at all? Okay, thank you very much. When you wake up in the morning... It's good to drink water. Okay. It's very good for your system. Oh, and just to add this, it, it's also advised that even drink even before you, you, you brush your teeth, go up down a glass of water. Is it is it necessary to be before you brush or after you brush? Before brushing and after brushing, that kind of teachings going out going on out there, it's you know it it's it's fallacy. Whether you brush before or you brush after drinking it, you've taken in water. And those enzymes, you are not supposed to get those enzymes into your system. 
it's what the body produces already. That you know, when you sleep, some enzymes will come, you know, the amylase and all that, and then you have to. But who told you when you are eating, the amylase wouldn't form and then uh, be part of your meal and get into your system? The system produces it already. It has its own way of working. Not necessary to wake up and then, uh, whilst you've not brushed your teeth, you are supposed to drink water because of uh, some of reasons, uh, some 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 of the reasons out there that you will be healthier here. No, 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 no. There's nothing like that. Okay. You can drink it before you brush, or you can brush before you drink your water. You know, there's there's nothing too significant about drinking water before brushing. No, 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 no. There's nothing like that. Now, talking about when specifically to taking enough water is from mornings ongoing. Because you are going to prepare yourself and be active for the day. Okay. Mornings, afternoons, you take in a lot of water. Okay. Then approaching evening, approaching evening thereabout, you decrease your intake of water because you'll be going to bed soon. Okay. It is always good to have the hours of sleep needed. Okay. And you shouldn't it shouldn't be distracted by urination. We have a lot of people who have been suffering from insomnia, sleeplessness, and uh, they are, they, if they sleep, they, they, how much they can go is, I mean, how far and the hours they can go is about three or four. And if they are unlucky, they drank a lot and they slept, and in an hour's time, they feel like they need to go and urinate. They wake up and then they, they, they realize they slept only for an hour and they cannot sleep again. It rather disrupts your sleep. Okay. It disturbs one's sleep. You need a sound sleep. Whereby your organs wouldn't be putting pressure on your mind. So at times, when the edge is deepened and you really want to urinate at night, even in your dream, you feel it. <laughs> so you go and stand somewhere. And you want to urinate, but the urine is not coming. If you dare, you <laughs> wait for the dream. <laughs> you will see the physical aspect of it. <laughs> you become a laughing stock the following morning. <laughs> if you dare, you in the dream. Hmm. Terrible. Obi tells you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you dare not until something pricks you to, yeah. you know, wake up out of sleep and then you go and urinate and you realize, you know, the urgency will be very deep because. Your urinary bladder has been very full to the brim. So you wake up and then, you know, um, you're just going to urinate and it, it, it's flowing like yeah. water because it was at the brim. That is not good. So we need to decrease our intake of water. So the water before bed, I do not agree. Okay. When you are taking water, there, there should be at least an hour before bed. Okay. Evening time. Night, when you're about to go and sleep, there should be at least an hour to two before you go to bed. And then probably night, when you wake up or dawn, when you wake up and urinate, you can be sipping. So you sipping wouldn't get your bladder, I mean your urinary bladder full to that brim to disturb or disrupt your sleep. So if you were sipping, probably you woke up twice or once and you sipped water. It can take you to the next morning. And the urgency wouldn't be that serious. Are you getting my point? Mm-hmm. 
So all those propagating that a glass before bed, it's because people are experiencing heart attacks in the night. And that is not the solution. The solution is stop taking fats. <laughs> Just avoid taking in the fats that will block your coronary arteries. That will block your brains. So you wouldn't experience the night stroke and night heart attacks. That is the proper way. I mean, I mean that is the proper counsel you should give. Not about taking water. It's important to take your water during the day and not at night. Okay. So mornings, afternoons, evening, they're about then decrease. you decrease the intake of water. of water. And it will help you give you a healthy system, a healthy kidney, a healthy unit tracts. Okay. Okay. Wow. Ah, it's been a very wonderful discussion today. And all too soon, too bad our time is up and we have to end the show today. But I believe you've been blessed by everything that we discussed today. Once again, let me say thank you very much, Dr. Morris Spencer. You're welcome, sir. We thank God. And let me remind you, he's an naturopathic doctor. And so he comes to us with the knowledge from that angle. Don't forget that. And also, thank you very much, my wonderful listener, for your time on the show each and every week. God bless you for that. And like we always say, a healthy you, a healthy me together makes a healthy world. Thank you. God bless you. It is a pleasure meeting you at this very moment to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and to know what is expected of every man as the soon coming of the Lord will be ushered into space. My name is Pastor Felix Marfo Tebi. Shall we pray? Daddy Lord, I thank you for a privilege such as this. I thank you for an opportunity to share your word. I pray that, Father, at this moment, my audience and I shall be saved by the Lord when the judgment is ushered into place in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, I want to tell you that Paul said to the Corinthians that this message of the cross is foolishness unto those who are perishing. But unto us who are being saved, it is the power of God. He also said in the book of Romans that I am not ashamed of this gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation to the Jews first and to the Greeks. I want to tell you that we live in the time of stupendous crisis. The crisis of our era has no medicine. Science has failed. Philosophers are silent. The great men of the universe are in tremble because they don't have the panacea, the solution to the troubles of this world. But as this world is troubled, as we are beset with tribulations and trials, I want you to be aware about what Jesus said to the disciples when he was about to leave the planet Earth. In the last moment of his career as Lord and Messiah of this Earth, Jesus had what I call the welfare message, the farewell message for his disciples. Yes, he met with them in the upper room. He met with them 
and counseled them. He gave them words of admonition. When he had known, or when he was very much aware that his time was short, he brought all the disciples under his feet. He brought all of them closer to his feet. And he said unto them, Little children, very soon I shall be taken away from you. And when Jesus had said that, all the disciples became sad. They became sorrowed. They became full of misery. Because to them, Jesus was their teacher. To them, he was their master and lord. To them, he was a brother in whom they confided in times of trouble, in times of sorrow, in times of the troubles that came their way. But now that Jesus is about to be taken away from them, they were full of sorrow. That night, the eyes of Jesus was opened in the spirit. And he foresaw that many years after his death, tribulations will come, trials will come. In fact, it was revealed unto him as Lord and Savior of this world. He saw that after his departure, a disciple like Peter will be crucified on a cross. He foresaw that a disciple like John will be boiled in a cauldron of boiling oil. He foresaw that he will be ostracized and debarred from human society to go and live in the island of Patmos. He foresaw that Bartholomew will be enskinned. He foresaw that James will be beheaded. All these were shown to Jesus. He foresaw the mystery. It was revealed unto him. And so, when the apostles came under his feet, when he opened his mouth, he said unto them, Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God and believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it, it, it were not so, I would have told you. I am going to prepare a place for you. Beloved, the very day that Jesus said he is going to prepare a better place for us, as a pastor, I am always convinced within my spirit, whenever I read this portion of the Bible, when I read this part of scripture, it tells me that this world has failed. It tells me that this world can no longer contain us. This world cannot give us the peace that we so desire. A world that is inflicted with one virus upon the other. From HIV virus, we have seen a lot of viruses fighting and conquering our world. Ebola virus came to the scene. And today, we are fighting COVID-19, coronavirus. I want to tell you, if care is not taken, several other viruses may come to the scene. The hunter virus. What virus do you know? Yes, the army is silent. Yes, our presidents are trembled. Yes, the leaders of this world have no solution. Yes, we are troubled in several dimensions. In matters connecting to our marriages. In matters connecting to the upbringing of our children. In matters connecting to our friendship with one another. Love has left our world. Love has left our world. But I want to tell you, believe in the Lord Jesus. Jesus is the answer. As he is preparing my sins for us, let us prepare our lifestyles. Let us prepare our character because he is coming again. As Jesus is preparing my sins for us, 
He is telling us, put your trust and hope in me. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in me. Believe in God. Believe in his son. Jesus is coming again. Do you repose your trust in him? Do you believe in what he has said? Do you believe in the promise of John chapter 14? Jesus is coming again. He's coming in the clouds. What will become of you? What will be our destiny as he is coming? He's urging all and sundry, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus is coming again. It is a pleasure meeting with you. God bless you. It is a pleasure meeting with you. God bless you. My name is Pastor Felix Marfo Tebi. Shall we pray? Dear Lord, I thank you for an hour such as this. See us true. Let help us so that our hearts will not be troubled. If there is any one of us who's, who has a heart that is troubled, Father, give us that rest in your bosom. In Jesus' name, Amen. We would like to hear from you, so call us on the number plus two three three five zero one five six one eight four nine plus two three three five zero one five six one eight four nine. You can also email us at the address Adventist World Radio GH at gmail.com Adventist World Radio GH at gmail.com You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists P.O. Box KS17564 Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa For AWR Ghana I am Bell. May God bless you. A-W-R Ghana, voice of hope. Voice of hope.